Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. To lead vision, you must feed vision. Hi, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Hey, today we're going to talk about our third podcast on vision. And I would call this vision ownership. This is kind of the root of how you breed vision. If you were to interview people that have a lot of vision, you're going to find these same patterns exist in people. The reason I know know that is because I've interviewed them and I've read books and I've studied history and there are some great similarities among people that are beyond personality traits. Great vision bearers are not necessarily dynamic personalities but they have a dynamic plan and are inviting people to go there with them, okay? And that's a key. I think to make the vision corporate rather than to make it about you and your idea and what God wants to do with you, that is obviously a first step and you've got to sanctify yourself to that. But in vision ownership, you've got to be saturated with the vision yourself. That has got to get down inside of you very clearly. Uh, There's a sequence in vision. A lot of times people have an idea, but they don't have a vision. And a lot of times they have a vision, but they don't have an idea. Those things should happen. Good ideas should turn into vision, and good vision should turn into ideas, and then both of them should turn into strategy, okay? So somebody has an idea, and then when that thing gets ownership by that person, I mean, I get a lot of ideas that I don't own. I dismiss them. I think about them. They're not my priority right now. But then I get an idea that I own, that I saturate in, that I get in my spirit that I can leak out. Then I have a vision that I could share with somebody. That's just the natural process. Now, I'm not looking necessarily on the front end, but I'm being downloaded on on the front end, okay? So in other words, I'm not sitting around saying, oh, I need a vision today. But as I'm praying, as I'm studying, as I'm going through life, as I'm interacting with people, there are ideas that will pop into my head. How about you? Do you get ideas that pop in your head or things that will occur to me? Or things, I think, quite frankly, the Holy Spirit will quicken to me that I would have never thought of. And I grasp that. At that point, it's just an idea. Now, if I don't saturate in that, if I don't ferment that, if I don't put fertilizer on that, that will never be a vision. On the other hand, I believe there are people that are encountered by God and they actually get a vision. They actually see something from the Holy Spirit that impacts them. But it can't impact others because they don't have an idea to go along with it. What do they do with this? Let me give you a really good illustration. So two and a half years ago, when I took over the leadership of the Network of Related Pastors, NRP, uh, our apostolic team laid hands on me. And uh, I felt there was an impartation in me. I felt like a witness of the Holy Spirit that God was going to use me and God was going to use NRP to help churches transition pastoral leadership. 
whether in good situations or bad situations, whether it was a troubled leadership in a church or we had had a senior guy that maybe was the founder of the church, had been with there 20, 30 years or more, and we were going to help him transition that church. That was something that was put in me. Now, I can't say that was a thought I never had because I think that's a very important thing. But from that moment on, I begin to look around at resources and read articles and ask people questions a, a, a little more aggressively than I had before. That idea or that prompting of the Holy Spirit opened some capacity in my heart. If you're going to have vision, you have to allow for capacity. And that usually means for most of us laying something down or not getting involved in too many things at one time. So I couldn't have capacity for that and have capacity for other things that I thought were good ideas too. I had to kind of like choose. You know, ultimately the back end of a vision is people choosing something. So like things reproduce after their own kind. So the front end of a vision is choosing something. It's choosing you know, where to put your eggs and what basket are you going to put your eggs in that basket? So about a year later, a little over a year after that, after meditating, thinking, praying, I had a dream one night. And and, and I, this doesn't happen to me a lot. I mean, it's happened to me a few times in my whole life. But I had this very vivid dream about the runners in, a, in, a four, in the 440 relay. And I didn't even know it was a 440 until after the dream. I'll tell you about that. And they were passing the baton off. And and, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I did a little bit of that. And, you know, I've watched it on TV. But when I got up that morning, that vision was so was so real to me that I got online and I started just Googling about passing the baton. And, and a bunch of different universities, man, I can't tell you how many, but a lot, more than 50, actually had like training videos from their athletic schools and athletic departments of their track team and handing how to hand that baton off. And I watch, I, I can't tell you how many videos I watched on handing off a baton. And, uh, I, I, you know, a little bit of it was monotonous, but every time I saw that baton slap into that next guy's hand, I was getting revelation. I was getting understanding. And so I learned a lot about that. And then uh, later that year, uh, much later in the year, I got a few pastors together, five to be exact, who I knew were in a transition mode, and I shared that with them. We spent a whole day together just talking about things to do to prepare a church for transition, but I shared that with them, and it gave me some great insight that I don't have time to go into here. But out of that, there came a real vision. So when I talk about transition now, I'm just not talking about the ideas. I believe I'm carrying something in my spirit to help churches to transition their leadership. Okay, I, I just believe that. I believe I've got an impartation. I believe I've got real vision. i got some good ideas too, but I believe I've got some real vision. And so I'm trying to share that vision. I'm trying to sow that vision as I go. Now, the way I knew that was the 440 was when I looked it up, online and I saw them running. I thought that's the race I saw. That's how many people involved. That's how big the track looked. This was, and that's like the premier hand the baton off. You know, you don't hand the baton off in a sprint, you know, you hand the baton off in, in a longer race. And so I learned those things from watching that. So the first obligation for you, if you believe you have a vision 
is to get saturated in it, study it, learn about it, interview it, read, pray. You've got to own that vision. To feed the vision is necessary if you're going to lead the vision. To lead the vision, you must feed the vision. And you've got to feed the vision in you. And I've seen vision failure when people did not do their homework. They had a good idea. They had a vision from God, but they didn't do their homework. They weren't saturated in it. Here's what will happen when you're not saturated. Number one, you won't be able to articulate it with passion. I've seen people get up and articulate things pretty eloquently, but there was still passion missing. And passion is what will move people eventually, okay? So they weren't able to really leak. They weren't able to fire plug. They weren't able to give that vision a gust, okay, to get people to buy into it. So you've got to own that vision so there's a gust. There's some velocity that comes out of you. There's some Holy Spirit pressure that flows out of you because you've done your due diligence. So if you don't do that, what will happen is that vision will not penetrate people's hearts and they won't want to follow. Number two is when you hit resistance, when you hit resistance, you'll falter because you don't own that vision and say, oh, it was a good idea. We'll set that aside. You know, as a pastor and leader, I've had good ideas I've set aside because their timing just wasn't right or I didn't have the right people or I didn't have the right skills in myself or whatever it was. But vision issues were different. That's where you press through. That's where you burn through. That's where you break through on that vision because that you've you've fed that vision and now you can lead that vision. And then the third thing that will happen is if you haven't fed that vision is you'll just plain, you'll just get distracted. You will just, the life will happen around you, right? You're, you're like saying, oh my, I know this is me. Listen, this is me too. I've got so many flying things going around me all the time. I've got to walk into that vision. If I'm not, if I'm not feeding that vision, I'll just get distracted, usually not by bad things, certainly, by other good things or just life itself. So, the beginning of the vision is you saturating in it, you owning it, you clarifying it in yourself. If it's not clear in you, it's not going to be clear coming out of you, okay? Got to get these things. This is this is the root. This is where you be you become a vision incubator, okay? Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. I hope this ministered to your heart. Maybe there's somebody you can share it with that you think would be a big encouragement to them. Why don't you just do that, okay? Just go ahead and do it. And uh, I'll look forward to talking with you next week on Leadership in Context. When you feed vision, you are able to communicate it with passion. You won't falter when you hit resistance. And you won't get distracted when life happens around you. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.